I see it. We are live, guys. What's up? Get ready. Any day now. <laughs> oh, no, it's frozen. Should we give it a sec? Yeah. Okay. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. Joelle is going to play the beautiful intro song of the Hake Report reprise. I don't know if it's a reprise, but the fresh mix from Trevor Wesley. Shout out to Trevor Wesley. One, two, three, four. Good time. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is Tuesday, March 31st. Wake up, wake up, wake up. It's the end of the month. <laughs> and it is the uh, 2020, and it's live in the 9 a.m. hour. On my channels, YouTube, DLive, Periscope, Mixer, Twitch, uh, Facebook. It's so cool. And um, I will get to your calls. Appreciate you guys. 888-775-3773. And shout out to Lock Your Door. I have a cropped version of a picture that he gave me for, um, or he did up for me, way back when I first started on the uh, the Hague Report. That was, um, that's my uh, current, I guess you would call it a... Um, what would you call it? My current thumbnail for my live stream. It's cool. Um, for this week. I, you know, each week I like to change up the thumbnail just to be different, you know. Um, so you know, let me just put that in there, a folder for you, Joel, so you can show the people. I don't have the full version handy, but I'm putting the, I'm putting the uh, other version in there. And Brandon M., said hashtag hake snakes snake 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 by the way he's a hay and you guys can be hay twos <laughs> but um they they are thinking of making on d live i do accept subscribers which is basically monthly donors appreciate that guys that's cool um and uh when you are a subscriber on dlive.tv slash the hake report which is an alternative platform to facebook periscope YouTube, um, it, it puts a little hey next to your name. And I decided, oh, let's do hey. Like, hey, Brandon M., that type of hey. Or hey, Reed Johnson, hey, take care, business bear. But anyways, let me see if I can find the full... I'm going to talk while trying to find the full version of that um, of that thing from, from a Lock Your Door, great designer, makes cool memes... Follow him on Instagram at underscore lock your door underscore. All one word. See if I can find it. Ah, got it. It may take a, a minute to get over there. He just made it back when I was on Sundays only. When I first ditched <laughs> Joel and Esteban. I never really got rid of Joel because he's, 
continues to volunteer and um, and um, do my audio engineering and board operating and video streaming. This is the full thing from Lock Your Door. It's just a nice little thing. And you can see that I re-grammed it, Instagram. I'm not used to using Instagram that much, guys. If you want to find me on social media, I'm mostly just on Twitter and YouTube. And the only reason I'm on Twitter is because of Cernovich and Jesse. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> um, I don't tweet my own stuff really. Except, I, I mean, I do put out my videos and whatever. And then YouTube. I, like, I love YouTube comments. But do you see it, Joel? The full um, lock your door um, announcement. Bond presents new adventure thriller starring James Hake in The Hake Report. Watch it on YouTube each Sunday, 9 a.m. Brought to you by Brotherhood Organization of a, U- of a New Destiny. Design, poster by Lock Your Door. It's a nice little thing. I, th- I like it. He has a cool style. Thanks, man. Shout out. Oh, <laughs> and he designed some of my t- the Hake Report t-shirts as well as this shirt that I'm wearing right now. If you're listening on podcast, I'm wearing a The Great Black Hope t-shirt. From Jesse Lee Peterson. The Great Black Hope. And it's designed by Locky Door. And it says jessieleepeterson.com. You can find it by going to jessieleepeterson.com and looking for the Teespring link. Or the easiest one where it it um, combines all of the stuff, the JLP bond, the fallen state stuff in one place. Rebuildingtheman.com slash stores. Scroll down. You'll see this very shirt design. So... But um, before I get to calls, guys, this, I want to touch on this coronavirus mess. The Fed, speaking of scaremongering, right? Um, what's up, Donald, on Facebook? The Fed says a third of Americans will be unemployed. Are they saying that? Do we trust the Fed? Isn't that the Federal Reserve Bank? They have different offices or b- locations around the country. This one is in, out of St. Louis, Missouri, right? That's what I heard, that they're not even part of the federal government. <laughs> and not that we trust the federal government either, right? But we have no say-so over them. Trump can only complain about them, basically, and he does. But CNBC reports coronavirus job losses could total 47 million, and the unemployment rate may hit 32%. Right now, what is the unemployment rate? Isn't it below 10 I could be wrong. Average. It might be well below 10. But there are nearly 67 million Americans working in jobs that are at a high risk of layoffs, according to this analysis. St. Louis Fed President James Bullard. And I have a picture of him. A couple of, like a Google search picture details of him and the photograph of, you know, his portrait He's squinting. I don't know if I trust him. (laughs) But that's the Fed. And he, a little bit about this James Bullard guy. And he's not the only one, right? There's a whole bunch of evil people in the Fed. Janet Yellen was like a Clinton woman, Democrat. And she was in charge of the Fed at one point. I don't know a whole lot. You guys, some of you guys know a lot more than me about the Fed. But he's, he's been 
He's the chief executive officer and 12th president of the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. <laughs> he looks like the character. He would be a character American Dad. <laughs> yeah, he does have that look a little bit. He looks like a cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he does. It's true. <laughs> it's kind of manly, but, but you don't really know. <laughs> because, I mean, a lot of these people... They're deceiving. I say that because Trump appoint, made a lot of appointments of men to his cabinet, and then they turned out to be flakes. And we've seen a few of them. Born in Columbus, Wisconsin. Educated in University of Bloomington, Indiana, and University and St. Cloud Universe, State University. Well, whatever. But, I mean, it's... Anyways, save your money, keep working, you'll be fine, right? But the virus is, it's already hurting cops, predictably, right? In Los Angeles, I was telling you how, about how this homelessness epidemic and rats and everything, dirtiness, even before this coronavirus thing hit, was causing problems, public health issue, right? And so, and the, and... Cops were getting either typhus and or typhoid fever, one of those weird diseases that starts with a T that we thought we'd gotten rid of, <laughs> like a medieval disease, something like that. Well, there are fears of civil unrest, too, by the way, and they're letting prisoners out of jail like crazy. And actually, even before this, Bill de Blasio bragged about decreasing his prison population, the j jails and prisons in New York City. The socialist mayor of New York City, Bill de Blasio, with the former, the black, former lesbian wife. Um, he decreased the prison population in his city, he was bragging about it, from 11,000 when he went into office to under 5,000. Something like that. 6,000 or 5,000. That's a lot of prisoners to let out of jail. Criminals. And you can bet that most of them... We're guilty of committing crimes. Some of them, maybe not. But anyways, um, the far-left AP has a headline that quotes someone as saying, Officers are scared out there. The coronavirus hits the U.S. police. AP says that more than a fifth of Detroit, Michigan's police force is quarantined. Two officers have died from the coronavirus, I guess, in, out of Detroit. At least 39 have tested positive, including the chief of police. For the 2,200-person department of Detroit, that has meant officers working doubles and swapping between units to fill patrols. And everyone has their temperature checked before they start work. And in Detroit, that's a, that's a crime area. I think I remember hearing that in Detroit, was, was it Detroit? They were having break-ins. Somewhere in Michigan, I want to say. They were having home invasions and burglaries. And then some guy, evidently not a Democrat, maybe he was a Democrat, but just a, one with a little bit of sense, said, homeowners and residents, arm yourselves. And then a few people got shot, you know, criminals trying to break in, got shot and maybe even killed, trying to break into people's homes. And then that, <laughs> that put the uh, break-ins, that make it, made it decrease because... Criminals didn't want to take that type of risk. 
well, now that you may have to get back to home defense. I don't know. But um, 12% of the New York Police Department is out sick, according to Drudge. That was the chief of police, James Craig, who said that out of Detroit. Um, WCBS 880 reports the NYPD is mourning the loss. I have this black dude, this, well, a photograph of this black dude who got killed. Um, evidently from this coronavirus, according to the report. In his 40s, Detective Cedric Dixon is the department's first officer of NYPD, New York Police Department. First officer to succumb to the disease. And you look at him, he doesn't look like he would die from this. Although he had a 23-year career, too. He's black. Um, The detective was in his 40s and had underlying health conditions. So he did have underlying health conditions. Looked like he might have been a little fat. I say a little bit fat. But um, without the coronavirus thing, he probably would still be alive today. So, and it's infected nearly 700 members of the department, according to WCBS 880. 608 uniformed officers and 88 civilian members of the NYPD have tested positive for COVID-19. On Saturday, 4,342 NYPD uniformed employees were on sick report, accounting for 12% of the department's uniformed workforce. And earlier it was reported there's a new beat for police enforcing this social distancing stuff. A lot of people are not paying attention (laughs) to the instructions to socially distance. Some people just don't read the news. When I was young, when I was in college, I didn't pay attention to the news. I would hear a little bit here and there, you know, a bunch of liberal people at college, colleges and universities would say stuff, sometimes dumb liberal professors would say something or other or we would watch a little report when George W. Bush announced that he wanted to go into Iraq (laughs) I remember we we watched that and asked whether it was a persuasive because we were taking speech and persuasion or something like that we asked whether it was persuasive but I didn't keep up with the news and a lot of people don't keep up with the news so they don't really know um what we think we know, and we don't even really know. But it seems like it's crazy. It could be, it could get worse. So, and I'm going to talk a little bit more about the crime stuff later. And I didn't get to this. I w- I've shown you guys two days in a row this, a photograph of this guy whom I mentioned a couple of episodes ago, maybe on Sunday. Um... James, no, John C. Woods, Sergeant John C. Woods, this hangman from the Nazi times. He hung, he hanged, what, how many did they kill after the Nuremberg trials? I think they, they, um, executed like 12 people. So, and he, (laughs) I have some information about him that is kind of crazy. So... Um, Garand Bear says, thanks for Garand. (laughs) You, me, and millions of vets are not wrong. Interesting, Garand Bear. Thank you, man. Named after the M1 Garand, (laughs) depending on who you ask, how you pronounce that. 
But um, let me first get to Emmanuel. Emmanuel, am I pronouncing your name right? Out of Ontario, Canada. First time caller. You are, you are. Nice. Good I, to hear uh, from you. I liked, I liked your intro there. We thought that we got a Bone Thugs and Harmony fan on our hands. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that wake up, wake up, wake up song that I did. Yeah. Yeah. What's up? Um, yeah, so I was, I was actually trying to call into the, to the Jesse show, and I called in a bit late, but I believe it, it was uh, Joel that put me on to your show. I, I, this is the first I ever heard of it, but I said, you know what? I figured you're, you're Jesse's former producer, correct? True. Right. So, and that would have been Nick, forget, just FYI. Oh, Nick, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah so I was basically calling in because I'm, I'm a bit concerned for you guys because with all this truth you're dropping, like, uh, you know, I... Uh, <laughs> How are you not shut down yet? That's what I was saying to Nick. <laughs> oh, you know what? I think that there's I think there's a few things going on. One is that we're kind of flying a little bit under the radar. We're not Alex Jones level, like Hillary Clinton didn't name right. Jesse Peterson. <laughs> and um, two, um, Jesse's black. <laughs> And blacks do get a, get more of a pass, a little bit. Right. And three, um, three Jesse is truly good natured, and right, speaking right. love, and that is disarming even to evil people. Evil people right. can't help. Even a lot of evil people can't help but like Jesse, you know. And then That's maybe the four, thing. maybe four. It's like um, he finds. I don't know. It's like. Maybe God's protecting him so that he continues to get the message out. Because he is putting a well, right message Well, that's what I was thinking. You know, I said, I was like, oh, wow, they haven't been shut down. But, you know, if we're truly speaking the truth out here, God's got us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's not about, it's not about Jesse or the channel. It's about, because Jesse's whole mission isn't for his own ego. It's for actually, right. you notice when people, people come at yeah. him weird, he tries to, he speaks in a way that trying to wake the person or other people listening up. Well, and he, uh, I called in and he, I left a message and the, he called me back. So the fact that he called me back, I was like, you know, when, when I picked up the phone, he said, is this Emmanuel? And he said, Hey, it's Jesse. I said, amazing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that, that just shows, you know, some integrity and like, you know, that he, he actually went out of the way to, to call back. And I'm sure you guys have many, many callers. So. Yeah. That's cool. It's a nice report, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, so um, so far so good. Do you have freedom of speech over in Canada? I think I know the answer. Uh, <laughs> somewhat. <laughs> okay. That's yeah, a, no, but that's basically I, a no, then. Huh? <laughs> well, you, you you'll get uh, persecuted. That's for sure. Right. You know, uh, I was thinking about um, this guy. Um, he's suffering. He's kind of got hooked on. Anti this antidepressant or anti-anxiety drug, but he was big for, he had a huge, he kind of exploded into fame. Jordan B. Peterson, a Canadian professor. I heard he used to be a communist or a socialist. I don't know if he still Jordan, considers Jordan Peterson, yeah, I hear this name. I keep hearing this name. Yeah, so this guy, he wrote a book, The 12 Rules for Life or whatever, but he wanted people to, well, he was telling the radicals and everybody really, clean your room. Like, if you're not cleaning your room, if you can't, you know, take care of your home first, then um, 
how do you expect to be fixing the world? And that he makes a valid point, honestly, with that. In that, there's a whole lot of people who are all concerned about the evil of the world, and the world is evil. In some cases, they're part of that evil, right? They're pushing the evil, thinking that they're fighting against evil. <laughs> but, right. um, but they're not checking themselves. They're not getting to know and improving and becoming right themselves. Well, it's because they're looking for a distraction. Yeah, you know, right. But they think. That, but so many people think that they're about what's right. In fact, I would venture to say that most people think that even if they don't do what's right themselves, and if they know that they don't do what's right themselves, that they want what's right. Right. And it is. You're right. I think it is a distraction, though. Even if they're not. Because a lot of people, they don't. They, you know, it's like it's easier to. Uh, go over here and try to solve that this person's problem or this problem over here because to solving my own problems, oh, that's too much work. I can't do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And some people just give in to this lie of nobody's perfect, nobody can be perfect, and that excuse is crazy. Yeah. I mean, my, so my, my mother is, uh, she's, well, she considers herself a uh, strong Catholic woman, but uh, sometimes I have my doubts. <laughs> but uh, so she uh, she has this thing in her head, and I, I think the church is partly responsible for it. The Catholic Church is that I am a poor sinner; I can't change. Lord, forgive me. And it just seems so defeating. Yeah. And uh, and it's like I feel for her because like this is just not the mind state to have, in my opinion. You know, it's yeah. It's, you, you, I think you, you are okay, right. You are a sinner. You are a sinner, but you have the the ability to change your ways. You know and. Yeah, uh, people have couple. people have latched on to a false Christianity, and especially the women, but the yeah. men too, especially the intellectual yeah. men. The betas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's serious, man. Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah she's not strong. <laughs> no, no, she's fooling herself. <laughs> yeah, well, but it's you nice know, what, to actually, hear from you, I, I don't think she's fooling herself because she, she does admit that she's weak. That's that's the, the first thing you you got to admit. You know where you're at, and then you go on from there, right? I think. Yeah, but some people don't don't move past the admi admitting. I know that's unfortunate, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's a scam. Thanks, man. It's nice to hear from you, Emmanuel. Yeah. Absolutely, thank you, Hank. All right, take care. God bless. You as well. Kevin, Kevin says, "Hey guys, <laughs> thank you for the super chat, man." B. Neal says, proud hakers here in the People's Republic of Maryland. Man, I didn't know Maryland was the People's Republic. I thought it was just the People's Republic of California and New Jersey and New York, but Maryland too, huh? God bless y'all real good. Oh, God bless y'all real good. Thank you. With a smiley face. And not so purdy says, aloha, James. Wow, are you in, um, are you in, what is that, what is that city, that state, I mean, Hawaii? Where it's just it's going up on six twenty-five a.m. in the morning, isn't Hawaii three hours behind us? Do you guys do daylight savings time, or maybe he's just saying hello? But um, we did have a caller from Hawaii. By the way, there was an awesome call from Hawaii, N Hawaii. If you want to be like perfect about it, um, not this past Sunday, but two Sundays ago, the twenty-second of March, and. There was this man named James, 69 years old. He said that he's a gay man. He's been with his 
he called them a companion for 40 years, 20 of them non-sexual, according to him, seemingly, is what he said. Sounded like what he was saying. And he said that most gays are... He doesn't know one gay who's happy. Wow. And he's been in that scene, or not necessarily in the scene. He's a boomer. But 40 years of being with a dude and not knowing one happy gay? <laughs> Sounds like a... Uh, it just shows you the, the, the word gay is wrong. <laughs> uh, crazy. And he said that homosexuals do not respect women. And it wasn't... He didn't use the word respect because that's a liberal word, right? Respect women. Um, he said that they view women as silly for the most part. They portray them with drag being becoming drag queens, some of the gays. And that's just always a silly persona, never something serious. And he talked about how mothers kind of reward the bad behavior of children, and then the gays see this, and so they just don't have any respect. And yet, they don't have any respect for the women. And rightly not, but um, because you can't be you can't be respecting somebody who's praising somebody who's uh, misbehaving all the time, right? But um, yet, most of them, their best friend, according to him, is their mother. It was such an interesting call. You make sure you're subscribed to the Bond Rebuilding the Man YouTube channel. I know all you guys are. So um, Kevin Kevin says, "Hey guys, listen to Jordan Peterson." Who dares say he believes in God? It's amazing. Identity, politics, and right, white privilege is a better lecture, too. Thank you for the tip. So, um, by the way, I am going to open the treasure chest on DLive. Nick says, Nick on Periscope asks, Is there a way to come hang out with the whole crew? LOL. Not doing this corona thing. But um, pretty soon we'll be getting back to having church with Jesse Lee Peterson on Sundays here at Bond in Los Angeles, our current location. And, um, and also, we are looking at... Stay tuned about the uh, 30th anniversary. And I believe we are planning something, as long as you know, think everything's smooth, for the... Um, Normally, we have the men's conference, which is Father's Day weekend. So we are planning something, hopefully, for Father's Day weekend. Just depends on what's going on with all this virus stuff and everything else. But the um, 30th anniversary celebration is actually scheduled for, I think, the beginning of fall or the end of summer. I don't know when fall starts. Is it mid-October? But early October is what we're shooting for. But stay tuned because... You know, things are kind of up in the air a little bit with this coronavirus thing. And, you know, L.A. is, if any place is going to keep things out of control, it's Los Angeles. It's not well run, right? Mayor Eric Garcetti let the homelessness go wild, out of control. Anyways, I want to get to more of this corona stuff, but let me make sure that I finally get to this. I'm reading this book called Killing the SS. I've told you guys a few times now by, um, by uh, one of my favorite boomers, Bill O'Reilly. I know a lot of you guys have your qualms about him. Like you don't like him or whatever. Or you don't necessarily respect him. But 
Or you maybe think he's a neocon. But still, as far as journalism goes, he, he seeks to not spin, not speculate. And that's something that maybe that a lot of you really honestly can learn from. Not get into speculation. Stay with the facts, right? Stay with the facts. And I warn about facts, right? Because facts is different from truth. But still, there is value to sticking with what you know as opposed to getting into this speculation. Because we heard a lot of this speculation stuff on the show, on the Jesse Lee Peterson show earlier today with people making declarations about the coronavirus, whether it's fake, whether it is a China plot to, um, you know, biological weapons thing. Stick with what you know. Don't start saying stuff that you don't know. You've heard nutty people say saying things on my show and Jesse's show about white the white race, about the black race, about all kinds of stuff. So, um, anyways, all that to say, I have some interesting information. Um, just some things that I didn't know, right? <laughs> in the extras folder, by the way, Joel, I did take a picture of myself with, uh, we can show this later, with some of the Fallen State guests. We, we can show that later, though. Um, so, this, you all have heard that six million Jews were murdered in the genocide, right? In the, the what is it called? Um, with the, the Nazis thing, the Holocaust. So, this is a, an excerpt. This is interesting information from Bill O'Reilly, and he's citing facts that, you know, at least citing stuff that he takes as factual. So, of the 9,600,000 Jews who lived in Nazi-dominated Europe, this is an excerpt from Killing the SS, early in the book, 60% are authoritatively estimated to have perished. 60% of the nine. million. 5,700,000 Jews are missing from the countries in which they formerly lived. So 5,700,000. 5.7 million. And over 4,500,000 cannot be accounted for out of those um, 5.7, I guess, by normal death rate nor by immigration. Nor are they included among displaced persons. And displaced persons are people that had to go into some other country. I think they would be considered refugees today or something. History does not record a crime. He says this. History does not record a crime ever perpetrated against so many victims, nor one carried out with such calculated cruelty. Which is surprising to me. And this is the one that I was talking about with where he called it one of the worst war crimes, or maybe the worst war crime or whatever. And I told you guys about peace crimes, and I know that communism killed tens or hundreds of millions of people, right? It did. Uh, In various countries, China, Russia, Italy maybe, I don't know. But anyways, in a bunch of different countries, communism has killed. And abortion is not a war crime, it's a peace crime. I made that distinction yesterday. So peace crimes are worse than war crimes, at least in terms of the numbers killed. And in the deceit, the deception, too. Because this is like, if this is true, this is plainly evil. But also, 
the stuff that is pretended to be good, you know, people pretend that abortion is good. There are Democrats who pretend that abortion is good. <laughs> Crazy, huh? They call it reproductive health care. Just a side note. And so that is evil. Not, not only is it evil because it's killing babies, it's evil because it's calling evil good. Just a side note, anyways. He said, uh, this is Bill Riley writing, along with Martin Dugard. Um, At the urging of Adolf Hitler, Heinrich Himmler planned and executed these murders. The Times of London refers to him as the most sinister man in Europe. Others call Himmler the devil incarnate. And I told you guys a little bit about Heinrich Himmler. I think it was on Sunday that I told you guys about it. Um, Heinrich Himmler, he was like a five foot nine, skinny, I guess he was not that strong. And he, when he was captured, after he was captured, he was strip searched and it was a humiliating search. They searched everywhere. Gross. And um, they searched inside of his mouth, the doctor did, and he chomped down on the guy's finger and chomped a, um, a, uh, a vial, a glass vial that had cyanide in it and killed himself that way. And there was another guy who did that too. Um, also, very interesting um, little side story from this. I just find it so interesting to me. And I don't even like reading. <laughs> and then I will get to calls, guys. Hang tight. For these displaced persons, I told you about displaced persons. As Jews were known at the war's end, the journey was harrowing, for they have no idea what's, what awaited them. First the Germans, and now the Russian army approaching from the east, have stolen their homes and possessions. After months and years in captivity, some displaced persons, DPs, hope to exact revenge. For this reason, these death camp survivors do not walk in an oblivious manner. Instead, they study their fellow travelers carefully, keeping a sharp eye on the German men and women whom they walk alongside, searching for a familiar face of a former prison guard in order to inflict immediate and brutal justice, meaning revenge. There's like a breakdown of society. At one point, this is a crazy story. There was this, I think he was an American man, or he, he came to America, right? Born in Transyl Transylvania, Jewish man named Ferenz, Benny Ferenc, F-E-R-E-N-C-Z. And he's tra he was traveling at one point around to the different camps, kind of documenting and gathering evidence of war crimes, right? At one point, he came across this camp that upon liberation, the camp at Ebensi, Ebensi, they came across... <laughs> it's crazy. Upon liberation, this is a quote, some inmates caught one of the SS guards as he was trying to flee, and the SS are the Nazi guards, right? Judging by the violence of the assault, he may have been the camp commandant, you know, the guy in charge of the camp. First, he was beaten mercilessly. Then, the mob tried, tied him to one of the metal trays used to slide bodies into the crematorium. There, he was slowly roasted alive, taking him in and out of the oven several times. I watched it happen and did nothing, Ferenc will later write. It was not my duty to stop it, and even if I could have, and frankly, I was not inclined to try. Isn't that a crazy story? 
So these prisoners that got out of, you know, the Jewish prisoners or, or whoever was incorporated in this camp or in, incarcerated in this camp, whatever you want to call it, roasted a guy alive, burned the dude alive. Crazy, huh? Talk about repaying evil for evil. And you see that today, too, by the way. Just reminds me of how we've talked about how people are getting blacklisted today and censored and all that stuff by the communists who are now like in charge of so many things or pushing around the people in charge. Um, they, um, now, the, now the communists are blacklisting the decent people. Because it used to be the pro-freedom, pro-America people, Joe McCarthy and all of them, would blacklist in Hollywood. You couldn't get a job if you were a communist or a communist sympathizer or whatever. That's what I hear. Way back in the, you know, during the so-called Red Scare, and they call it a scare, the liberal media does, as if it wasn't real, and it was. But now the communists are doing that to the pro-freedom, pro-America people. They're getting rid of Alex Jones, Nick Fuentes... Um, they got rid of Bill O'Reilly pretending, you know, under the pretense that he was, you know, sexual harassment of women, whatever. (laughs) So they're blacklisting people today. They're doing the evil that was supposedly done to them, and they're doing even worse. And they're doing as evil repaying, paying back evil for good. And, um, Joel's pointing out the blacks do that to the cops. They were, you know, the... The blacks complain that they're called, they're assumed to be guilty. You know, like it's the joke with what I would see with my friends at the ball. We would, we would see a black guy and whisper, guilty. <laughs> but it's a joke. But they will see a cop do something to a black and they'll assume that the cop is guilty. When they don't like being profiled as guilty because, just because they're black, but because it's a cop, they profile the cop as being guilty or the white. When it's a white on black thing situation, or George Zimmerman, <laughs> so just some interesting factoids. Let me tell you briefly, and then I will get back to calls about this Sergeant James C. Woods. I gave you a little bit about it, and I have a photograph of him. He's w- holding this noose thing. Um, is it? Did I say James C. Woods? Yeah, kind of fat. He was uh, thirty-five years old. He looks kind of like me, actually. <laughs> If I were to gain a little bit more weight, and I shaved. (laughs) But anyways, um, he has, according to Bill O'Reilly, he has no expertise as a hangman. Indeed, he fabricated a pre-war history as an executioner in order to get the job. He is an unkempt alcoholic with yellow teeth and chronic bad breath. Sounds just like me. (laughs) Just playing. The heavy-set 35-year-old Kansas native and his assistant military policeman, Joseph Malta, will soon adjust thick hemp rose, uh, nooses, roses, thick hemp nooses around the necks of Goring, which is a, you know, a Nazi guy that they killed, I guess. Oh, no, I don't think that they were successfully killed him. He, he killed himself first. And other convicted Nazi war criminals, convicted in the Nuremberg trials, um... Woods will then release a trap door, commencing their final drop to death. In the case of a normal hanging, listen to this, the victim's neck would, it's kind of gruesome for the kids, sorry kids. The victim's neck would snap at a bottom of the drop and death would occur almost immediately. But Woods' inhumane methods 
leave the neck unbroken and the victim slowly strangling to death, a process that can take more than 10 minutes. What a mess. So this guy, Herman Goring, I don't know how to pronounce his name, has no intention of taking the plunge. He has already requested that he be shot by firing squad, believing that more suitable an end to the ger- for the head of the German Air Force, the Luftwaffe. But that request was denied. But somehow a, an American um, guy who was in love with a, a, a so-called in love, right, with a German girl, he snuck some poison in in the form of pens, and he put some poison in his mouth and killed himself. So another guy chomped down on that cyanide glass vial, got himself killed before he... Uh, <laughs> Joel's scared of that hangman guy, by the way. Got himself killed before he was hanged by this woods hangman man. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, was there something... There was some other point I wanted to make. I don't know if it... Maybe it'll come back to me later. Um... Joel, show these pictures from the uh, the Fallen State guests. I took some photographs with the recent Fallen State guests, or come upcoming as well. The woman whose interview I um, reviewed yesterday, the this lady. Oh, I did show her. I did show you that picture. I was wearing the Never Tell a Woman Your Problems. But, I don't know if you showed this one yesterday. I also took a pic with Tito Ortiz. Who's your money on? Who do, you th- who do you think would win? <laughs> I, I think we both have beta backs, although I don't know if you could consider his a beta back, but I guess you would. Because he has all kinds of, fu- they fused different parts of his back together. <laughs> and you can kind of tell, man, like, the way he moved, it wasn't like he had full mobility. But he's a good, uh, Hake by verbal annihilation. Nice. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow, you spelled it right. Dang. Um, yeah. Jesse loved that interview. So that's coming up on Friday. Jesse Lee Peterson interviewing Tito Ortiz, the fighter guy. Not to be confused with the guy, um, Michael Jackson's friend? I don't know. Uh, where do we stand on this stuff? Robot Moose, thank you, man, for the diamond. Uh, let me get to Louie out of Idaho. Louie, it's good to hear from you. What's up, man? Well, hey, man. Hey, good to hear from you. I just want to let you know that Bill O'Reilly is all right. He's still promoting all that, but he's a good man. Oh, yeah, cool. I remember. Cool. Yeah, he's cool. Also, the coronavirus is fabricated by the Democrats to destroy Donald Trump. Well, man, I wouldn't say that it's fabricated, but it's being exploited and lied about by the Democrats to try to that. destroy I agree with Trump. That. I think that it is real. I think that my speculation, and this is pure speculation, is that um, maybe it came out of that lab in China. They were trying to develop, supposedly develop defense against biological weapons. Maybe they were developing biological weapons. And they, maybe they tested on a bat or some type of animal, and then they're like, "Oh, this animal, let's uh, can't let it go to waste." They're like the Indians; they don't want to waste anything, the American yeah. Indians. And so it got out into that market, 
that's just a pure speculation. It's just that's what could have happened. I think that uh, I think I think the Democrats are doing everything to do what they can to destroy Donald. Yes, that's the Trump, true. The Trump, the Trump, America needs a Don. What? Who was it? What was it? The, the impeachment. It was. It was Russia. Yeah. It was the impeachment. It was everything. What else doesn't work? What else doesn't work? Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, James. Thank you, man. It's good to hear from you. All right, take care. Bye. Take care. I was chuckling because Nick on uh, on the Periscope said, you could take him. Thanks, man. <laughs> I used to do wrestling. I was a wrestler in a uh, freshman year of high school. I weighed, I was uh, 112s. I wrestled 112s. That means I weighed roughly 112 pounds. I don't know how tall I was. I was pretty, I was, I was a little on the short side, but not super short. But uh, let me get to Richard. I mean, Richie. Out of Boston, Massachusetts, Richie. It's good to hear from you, man. It's, what's up? How you doing, James? I'm doing fine. Awesome. Good to hear. Uh, I know that you were a little sick, but clearly you're back on the mend, so that's good to see. Yeah. Um, I'm looking forward to that falling seat with Tito Ortiz. I know that that will be interesting. And um, yeah, you know, you would probably last about ten seconds with Tito. I'd probably last about twelve. Nice. <laughs> he's, a, he's, a, he's a monster. He's an animal. Yeah. Um, but um, you bring up so many points, and then, of course, Louie, he, he, he stole my thunder. I mean, you want to talk about an attempt to just take down the president? I mean, yeah. with the impeachment and now with this and before this with the Kavanaugh, it's just been one attempt after another. And with the deadline of November and a candidate that they have no other choice. I mean, Joe Biden, he's in early onset dementia. Yeah. It's, 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 I'm no doctor, but it's just so apparent. He can't last seven seconds in front of a camera without stumbling, mumbling, forgetting where he is. It's very obvious. And, um, Bill O'Reilly, he's, he's a, he's a very good guy. And, uh, I don't mean, but he's, he's a, you know, in Fox, when they were making their little subtle changes, their subtle changes started with Bill O'Reilly and that Tantieros woman. She oh, was yeah. the one that made the, the clean, uh, Andrea Tantieros. And if you ever saw her, James, she's like an 11. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she's a very attractive woman. She and turned. The story she, came. She turned kind of weird. She seemed to turn kind of weird, though, at, at the end or afterwards, maybe. She put out. Well, she was. She was yeah, I don't know. She started to seem to was, start to accuse the Fox News crew of, you know, the Fox News heads of being, uh, you know, sexual stuff. She was accusing them of, yeah, if she, I remember right. She was throwing this. She was throwing this stuff out there, and you know, maybe this matters or it doesn't matter. She was dating Dave Navarro. He was the guitarist for Jane's Addiction, uh, and, um, the wow. Red Hot Chili Peppers for a minute. He's a an admitted heroin addict, and he's Yikes. not straight, but. He was making his show and stuff, so he was playing the Hollywood slash music industry game. And where do you think she picked that up from? There's probably more money in just accusing somebody of doing something that she thinks she would ever make with her political career. Yeah. Where is she now? I haven't seen her in ten years. I haven't either. I haven't. She's disappeared off the face of the earth. But yeah, she's gone. But Bill, but Bill O'Reilly is still relevant. He's writing books. He's online. He's still doing his thing. Right. And no one can blame him for anything now because he does it on his own. Yeah. 
Yeah, I respect that. He, so, he continued to work. That's cool. Well, he continued to work because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. You, you know, and, and there's no other claims now because they would be they would try to shut him down. Right. I'm sure that that book you're reading now was on the New York Times bestseller list. He just kept moving I don't know. forward. You know. Yeah. I, I I guarantee it. He throws a book out with his name on it, and people are buying it. Um, but one other thing, James. Um, if I went into Tariq Nasheed's feed on YouTube, and you know, I can't. I spent four hours a day, twenty hours a week. You know, just constantly throwing out negativity. I know for sure. I would be taking off that stream and never to be seen again. The proof is in the pudding with Twitter. You know I've been removed from Twitter. Um, and, you know, there's a certain person that, you know, we just let him hang around because, you know, I think we believe in freedom of speech and stuff, but it's just really getting old. And I think everybody knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> you know, I don't even want to give him, I don't even want to give him the, the, the shine for like saying his name, but to just go somewhere, go, imagine going in high school, you were with a group of kids that weren't your friends yeah. and you just kept hanging around with them and they just kept pummeling you verbally with just like big after big after big. I think after a minute of that, I would remove myself, but you know, if you can hide behind the computer and you can just throw your bombs out there and stuff like that and accusations because you know, I really don't even pay attention to this person at this point. Yeah. But every, every once in a while, it just gets really old and stupid. And, you know, it, it is what it is. Now it's just laughable. I laugh at it. But um, with that being said, um, I hope you can find Bill O'Reilly's little clip there of him saying, let's just go with it. Let's just go with Because you know what? He, that's a guy that, you know, did a little anger come out, sure. But he just, he's... He's, he was good at what he did on Fox, and he's still continuing to do his thing. And, you know, Bill, yeah. Jesse, we need more people like this today. And we don't need the people that are just going to, I don't even want to use the word troll because it's pure ridiculousness, but to, to be in a place where, I don't want to say you're not wanted, but to just constantly be negative, it must be a long, long day for certain people. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's you interesting. Know, I, I, you guys know I got much love for you guys. I love everyone in the chat. If, De if Denny Crosby is definitely the funniest, but Brandon and Sion and, you know, Mega Mortis, if I'm missing anybody, you know, Lin Yen Chen, he's hilarious, even <laughs> though I don't understand half of what he says. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be real. But, but every once in a while when I do understand what he says, he makes a lot of sense. He just yeah, he he's is. a little... Uh, a little more articulate than me. <laughs> I just, you know me, I just get to the point. But um, enough, enough said. I know you got a couple more callers. James, I love your brother, and I love Jesse. Nick, Joel, uh, the new guy, Chris, he's a welcome addition. And, um, that's about it, brother. Right on, Richie. Appreciate it, man. Take care. You as well, James. All right. Let me get to... I'm running low on time, so not a lot of commentary, guys. Levon from Las Vegas, hey. Nevada. Levon, am hey. I pronouncing your name right? I ask you every time. Yeah, yeah. Levon, okay. you got it, buddy. Cool. Hey, how are you doing? Doing fine. How about you? All right, man. I'm all I'm all well right now, actually. I'm doing okay. I was listening to you guys, and I, I wanted to just drop a quick little snippet of uh, of a tip or a little lead for you about the virus. Okay. Um, I was watching a show yesterday, 
and they showed a clip of Senator Tom Cotton. And if you want to know more about what's really going on with this thing, follow him. Yeah. Follow Senator Tom Cotton. He is a real patriot. He's been after it since Benghazi. And this guy is on to something. So they're pointing to, what they pointed to also was that the wing of the the wing of the PLA has been posting in scientific journals in the past P- western scientific journals PLA is about, Chinese People's Liberation Army That's correct okay. the, the CCP People's Liberation Army has been posting in western scientific journals wow. about how it has been uh, or or it has engineered a strain of the coronavirus in bats to become transmissible to humans like, good job, guys. Thanks. Wow. Yeah, this is years ago. And that's Follow and you heard Tom this. Or, you heard this originally from Tom Cotton. Well, it was a report. Okay. Edge of Wonder. I don't know if you ever heard of Ben and, and uh, uh, Rob. Okay. But uh, but they they posted a whole series about COVID nineteen and certain little rabbit holes to go down. And there was there was a clip of Senator Tom Cotton, and then they also pointed out. What he was after, which was the, the the trail over the past few years into the research on COVID-19. People have been trying to find, you know, ways to engineer the virus so that they can create vaccines and stuff like that. Right. But this goes back as far as 2004, 2007. There were uh, 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 documents popping up and have popped up, and, and things have been discussed in Western scientific journals about engineering the virus to become transmissible from one thing to the next. And yeah. so this is coming, it came from a place where there was a bioweapons facility, they were there to uh, do what they were doing, you know, making making vaccines or, or studying viruses or, you know, they're doing all kinds of research, but when you have to look at what the uh, Chinese military have been going for, they wrote a book years ago called essentially unrestricted warfare is a couple of colonels. One of the guys now is like at the head of the Chinese PLA now. And they talked about how they, if they want to take over a country like America, they're not going to use conventional nuclear weapons and die in, in a mutual Holocaust. They're going to use weapons that are going to leave the rest of America that they want to use preserved. So they're going to use weapons that are just going to kill people without destroying the infrastructure. Wow, they man. There's all kinds of other uh, 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 tactics. There's like 150 tactics that they're using as part of an overall strategy to attack America, and it's a cold war. It's everything yeah, but true. kinetic warfare. You know, and it's crazy that, you know, pointed this out. what's crazy is we have Chinese people and Asians, Chinese, I think, buying up our land for, like, cash. And meanwhile, mm-hmm. like, most of us can't even afford to... Well, definitely can't afford mm-hmm. to do that. It's crazy, man. Oh, yeah. I appreciate yeah, it, Levon. Thanks for the tips. Yeah. Yeah, man. Follow up on that because what, what they're pointing to is that this disease is a bioweapon and the Chinese communists lost control. I got to go, Levon. Thanks, fire. man. Take care. All right, pal. All Bye. right. Yeah, Tom Cotton seems like he's um, trying to get at the truth of this situation. I've heard he's the one f- from which, from whom, one of the politicians from whom I heard about that they had this in a lab and they were either trying to get a vaccine or something. And what did they do? They leaked it out. And it's not the first time. They leaked SARS twice, reportedly. Chinese labs have. So they don't have the best um, systems.
for keeping stuff contained. What a mess, right? Let me get to my favorite caller, Maze, out of Dayton, Ohio. Maze, what's up? Hello, James. I have two questions for you. Yes, go for it. The CDC doctor, is he the only doctor that can tell people how many people are supposed to die? What do you, I mean, how do, why do they come up with numbers to tell how many people should die? Oh, you're talking about how they projected 100,000 yeah, to 200,000 people may mm-hmm. die of Americans? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Why do they project stuff like that? I don't know. I don't necessarily believe it uh, either, even though that is Fauci. I mean, partly because it is Fauci, right? But well, is he the only, is No, he the he's only not doctor? the only one. He's not well, the only one. Why don't he have a group with him? It's like if he felt... He does, he he does failed, have a group with him. Nobody would be able to tell people this crazy stuff. Yeah, I don't know, Maze. I'm with you. I don't necessarily buy that number. We'll and we will see. Watched, I have the second question. Did mm-hmm. you watch Netflix? A little. Did you watch uh, Tiger King? No, I, I mean, heard about I it. Saw the, I saw the commercial and I was like, "What the?" <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I That's thought he. I was like, "This was like what Jesse be talking about men ruling." You had these men in these lavender shirts. That's no man. Well, you saw it. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I saw the commercial as well. Does anybody know, Joel? Do you know much about this Tiger King thing? So this guy is what is he from? Is he from America? They're from Oklahoma. Yes, they are. This this people that they're doing. This is where this is what is when took place, I guess. But I'm like, I don't want to. Oh, she has a, she has one of those old school clocks. You always talking about my clock. What's wrong with it? That's nice. Do it do something to you? No, that's what I'm no. saying, why don't, why, don't you, why don't y'all pull that up for Jesse, that episode where they had the Lavender shirts on? Okay. And this is what he's talking about every day. Well, I appreciate the request, Maze. Thank what? you. I appreciate okay. the request. A good one. All yeah. right, you too. All right, have a good one. Take care. Tony out of North Carolina. Oh, uh, yeah, Tony out of North Carolina, first-time caller. Thanks for calling, man. Real fast, How what's doing? up? Doing fine. Um, I just want to know what you thought about that old guy lying about all them all. Oh, you know what? I haven't kept up with that story at all. Are you talking about Cuomo? Governor Cuomo? Yeah. Well, it said, you know, when they gave him like 4000 and he said that wasn't doing no good, he needed 30000 Right. I, on. I do remember that. And I, uh, <laughs> come to find out he had 30000 they wouldn't even use him. Wow. Greedy. And then he's on there acting like people are dying, you know. Even having them little things that you pump up with your hand. Yeah, you know, saying he might make people start using them. You know, it's kind of scare people. Yeah, and yet this guy's enjoying almost nine out of ten New Yorkers, state of New York, um, yeah, are approving of this guy's handling of it. Yeah, and got people hunting New Yorkers down and everything else because of that stuff. Yeah, no, you can't trust. I mean, you can't trust politicians. Period. I was going to say you can't trust Democrats, but most most Republicans are rhinos too. But, yeah, I don't trust none of them. Yeah. Right yeah, on. Well, Trump, you know, he can't do everything by himself. And right. Sometimes I'm starting to wonder about him. No, I don't. I mean, you can wonder, but just uh, just keep on watching and stick with what you know. Appreciate yeah. that reminder, Tony. Yeah, they, yeah somebody lied about that, something. Tony, it's yeah, good. Take care of that real good. All, All right. right. Thank you, man. Take care. Uh, Alejandro Davila gave a super chat and said, keep up the good work, man. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and let me congratulate the luckiest followers that we opened the treasure chest on DLive.tv slash The Hate Report. 
Congrats and thank you to Reed Johnson, Dark Side of the Bear, what? Brandon M, Take Care Business Man. I mean, Take Care Business Bear. And Hey Zeus, and all the rest of you guys. Shout out to Above Average Size Bear, Robot Moose, Garand Bear. Hold on. Oh, yeah. Hot computer smell. Wow, thank you. Um, Brandon M, paramedic, Gorgonzola, always supportive, Shaggy Boy, Reed Johnson, take care of Business Bear. Thank you, guys. Somebody must have been doing, uh, subscriptions. Appreciate the subscriptions, guys. That's cool. All right. We'll see you tomorrow on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show and the Hake Report. Make sure you check out that Fallen State episode and look forward to the next one. And Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. All right, guys. Take care. <laughs>